0: What's going on, everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I wanna welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders, both on and offline. And this episode is gonna be no different. Stick around, and we're gonna get started right now. Well, we'd like to welcome you guys back for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I'm Glenn P. Brooks, Jr., and I'm super excited to offer you guys one more time, as an old friend of mine used to say, one more again, uh, the story behind the brand. Um, in, in a blog post on HuffPost.com, contributing writer Flynn Coleman asked this question. He says, why are stories so powerful? Well, they are more memorable than facts, number one. Number two, our brains are actually wired to respond to stories, metaphors, anecdotes uh, that help us to actually relate our ideas to our own experiences, providing riches, rich and texture. Uh, stories actually bring you and your listeners into a multi dimensional world full of colors, sights, smells, and emotions, making us feel as though we were actually living the story. Today on We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast, I'm having the opportunity to interview uh, a, a brother who's becoming a quick friend and uh, he is navigating the space, particularly of digital courses, but he does a ton of other things or has done a ton of other things on his ascent here. And uh, without further ado i just want to welcome to the stage here live while we're on clubhouse uh my guy george pitts george welcome to we all need some help wednesday the podcast bro
1: hey brother gleam man it's good to see you uh thank you so much for having me man i'm really excited about today
0: listen man i uh when i ran into you i think it was you doing an interview with our guy monty weaver uh on his youtube channel if i'm not mistaken and I quickly became connected to your story, your journey, how you came to the place you are in entrepreneurship. You're you're pretty successful at what you do and um but it, it didn't start there. Um, you struggled, bro, uh, I, and I remember some of the intricacies and some of the things that you shared. And I want to I want to get people a, a, a clue as to you know who George Pitts was growing up, the kind of environment you grew up in, and we're gonna walk down the road of how that informs your brand. If you can talk to us, let people know who are you, what do you do, why do you do it, who do you do it for, and let's take take us all the way back, George, from the very beginning. How'd you grow up, and how how did that begin to inform your brand today? Yeah, well, you know, I
1: was raised by um, my grandmother, um, you know, me and my sisters. So um, we were we raised in a small town here in Oklahoma. Um, You know, we weren't like a, you know, dirt poor family or nothing like that. But I mean, we were were on public assistance. Um, You know, my my grandmother did the best she could. But, um, you know, that's that's how I was raised and entrepreneurship really bit me early. Um and it started with a broken lawnmower. mower. Um uh, basically um, you know, I was responsible for cutting my grandmother's yard. And what I would do is I would just push my lawnmower up the road and, you know, knock on doors and, and ask to mow lines for about twenty dollars. And uh it was this one time I was mowing this lady's yard and Um, you know, in the hometown that I'm from, we didn't have wood fences. Like if you had wood fences, that was on like the good side of town, right? You know, everyone on our side, they had the chain link fences if you, if you, uh, seen those. And so this particular time, this lady's grass was really high Glenn where you couldn't see underneath it. And basically she had a dog that was digging underneath it. So over time, this, this fence had kind of like folded up, but it the grass was covering it. So anyway, as I was mowing, I come up on it and I didn't know it. And it literally, you know, the blade hit the the, the chain link fence that was kind of rising up underneath it and it broke and bent my blade. So we didn't have Amazon or two day shipping or none of that at the time. So we took it, we took my lawnmower to, uh, this is my grandfather took me before he passed and uh, dropped it off at this uh, place that was a, a key shop and they had a lawnmower repair shop in the back. And uh, they said, yeah, we're going to need it for about a month before we can get the part. And, you know, that was just common back then. And uh, so I had all these lines to cut, but I didn't have no mower. So what I did was I had some of my friends who had lawnmowers. I'd say, hey, man, I'll pay you $15 if you mow this line. And I would keep the other five or 10 if it was a $20 line or $25 line. And so I did that for about a month. And then I got my lawnmower excited because i was about to get most of my money and they're like yo man you got any more lines because like you know ten dollars back then was a lot of money for a kid you know and uh so what i did was i started going to other streets instead of just the one we lived on and i ended up having uh two guys that were cutting lines for me in addition to the ones i was cutting and kind of started my own little mowing business there for one summer so that's kind of how i got started
0: Wow. Listen, you sound like you got one of those Gary V stories. Gary V said he he remembers almost, not quite like that, but he, he would take people's flowers out of their flower beds and go knock on their doors and sell it back to them. <laughs> Look, growing up, we we would call that hustling for show. For show, for show, for show. George, let me say this, man. One of the things I love about your story is how you pay attention to clues and you allow them to drive you to the next thing. Not a lot of people would have had the presence of mind to say, wait a minute, um, let me pay somebody a portion of what I'm getting so that we can keep these people serviced what they would do is they just say, uh, Miss So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so, my lawnmower is broken, and um, I won't be cutting your lawn until it gets fixed or repaired. It wouldn't even dawn on them that they would lose business until they lost the business. Talk to us a little bit about how uh, the truth of the matter is is that you think differently, bro. And when I say you think differently, you really have a mindset that most entrepreneurs um, kind of come into, and you seem to have had that from the very, very beginning. Can you talk to a little bit about maybe how um, your, your your upbringing or maybe there was an influential person that, that helped to kind of help you to, to, to think like that? Was it a book you read? Was it something that you experienced? Where did that come from, the natural connecting of the dots?
1: Uh, I think for me, you know, the only person in my family um, who was an entrepreneur who I heard stories about was my biological grandfather. So my grandfather, I just spoke of was my, my step granddad, but I, I didn't know that. I mean, he was just grandpa to me and, and, and us. Um, but my mom's dad, she died or he died um, when she was 10 years old. So, you know, of course I, I never got to meet him, but he was an entrepreneur. Um, he owned a restaurant that was very, very popular. Um, you know, a lot of people, Um, You know, gangsters and and pool sharks and people that we hear about, they used to come from all over to go there. And uh, he owned a lot of real estate. And when he passed away um, unexpectedly, um, my uncle, who was, uh, you know, my mom's half brother, you know, it, it happens. He just, you know, got got control of everything and and pretty much sold everything didn't keep anything in the family at all. But I would always hear stories about my grandfather, all the things that he would do, how he was very shrewd. People used to come to him for advice and, you know, how to start businesses like he was just he was the guy that everyone came to for a problem that they had. So hearing these stories, I used to get motivated by him because it gave me a glimpse of how life would have been if he was still around, even though I never got to meet him. but it just seemed like life was was so much better back then um, for our family compared to what it was when I used to hear these stories. My grandmother was telling me my uncle, who's like my dad, would tell me a lot of these stories. And so I, I, I begin to get motivated by that. And so what I noticed is that there's little things that I would do entrepreneur wise. And my uncle would say, you're just like your grandfather. You're he still says it to this day. You're just like you cook like him. You 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 have a heart like him. You you're, you're smart like him. So it, it, it's just something that was really passed down. Because every time I do things, it's just like you know, to me it just kind of comes to me. He he always makes that comment. You're just like your grandfather. That's how he was. That's you know what he did. So um, I, I believe it was something that was passed down to me. I just really would have. I really wish I would have got to meet the man uh, here on earth, man. That, that just to get some you know questions from because you know. Outside of him, there was no other entrepreneurs in my family, you know, so it was just something I had to figure out along the way. But I feel like it just got passed down to me. It just became
0: natural for me. I'm talking to George Pitts. He's a teacher. He's a coach. He coaches coaches. He consults with uh, business owners and helps them to think very, very differently. He's a master when it comes to creating digital courses and content and monetizing them in a way uh, that, quite frankly, has provided a pretty pretty nice living for him and his family. And uh, I just love the way that you kind of came to entrepreneurship. I think every one of us have come to this space very differently. And uh, it's amazing to me how how, you know, people will say things, George, like, well, I'm just a natural at this. Um, I'm just good at this. I'm more of that you learned that somewhere. You may not be aware of it. Um, you got that. You picked that up. I think there are natural qualities and natural skill sets that people have that they can use in building the leader that they become. But I think in a lot of ways that, that is shown to you. In your case, it was told to you, uh, which, and, and you know, for me, therein lies the power of a story, right? Um, you talked a little bit about what motivates you. What inspires you, George? What inspires you? As an entrepreneur, particularly in 2022, uh, this pandemic has absolutely redirected how many of us have had to show up. Now, we've not had a choice. Um, What inspires you these days?
1: The thing that inspires me is seeing people, you know, just build, see people do something with their virtual hands like, I love seeing success stories of people who, you know, had enough in in, in in corporate or, you know, were fed up with just the way life was and actually went out and, and fought back. Someone that actually just stood up for themselves and said, you know what, this isn't how I want to live. This isn't what I want to do, um, because that was kind of what would what, what push me out and, and got me to the place where I'm at today. Um, but just that still inspires me, Glenn, just seeing people create something. Seeing people get involved in this in this time, we, we know it as the information age. I still get excited when I see people saying, hey, I launched my first course. Hey, I launched my coaching program. Um, you know, They're launching their clubhouse rooms. They're uh, investing in real estate. I love seeing people just do things that a lot of people, let's just be honest, that look like us always saw as a pipe dream or something distant. Um, it still inspires me and motivates me, even on, on the small scale, I mean, even someone that just releases a, a forty seven dollar course or twenty seven dollar book or a fifty dollar per, per session coaching session, whatever it is, just seeing people fight back. I feel like after so many years of hardship that we've experienced and just being behind on so many things, seeing so many people fight back, like when I see the MMC rocks around people, to me, that's showing people that are fighting back. They're investing in themselves. They're getting connected with the right people. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to use the talent that I was gifted with. I'm going to use the gift that I was blessed with. And I'm going to fight back and actually build the life that I want. Seeing people know that there's a life out there that they don't have to dream about anymore and actually go out and pursue it. That's what inspires me still to this day. And uh, that's what I'm, you know, that's why
0: I frequent these social media streets because I love to see it. I love it, man. Speaking of social media streets, man, you are huge uh, on Instagram and, and all of the different platforms here on Clubhouse. You've created an amazing community, particularly when it comes to digital courses. Uh, but I know it, it it sort of has come about as a result of you discovering your one thing. I often talk about the one thing. What is the one thing such by doing that? It makes everything either easier or unnecessary. That statement obviously is not original with me. Gary Keller uh, made that quote famous in his book, The One Thing. And when I read that book about six years ago, it revolutionized my life. I was never a person who could stay focused, George. I mean, you couldn't pay me to sit down and pay attention um, and focus on anything, but you have seemed to been able to not only create a business model that really works, but it empowers so many other people. Uh, If you can, give us a little insight to your journey of discovering your one thing.
1: Wow, what a journey. Uh, (laughs) You know, I I call myself a uh, you know a serial entrepreneur, but um, to me, you know, at the time now, you know, I think I've settled into it much better. But at the time, I think that was just a really pretty title to say someone that was unfocused, someone that was just all over the place. And uh, you know, for me, when finding out my one thing was finding what I was passionate. I mean by that is you know, helping people in the, these different spaces. Like my first course was on eBay. You know, that was the first course I created because that was my side hustle at the time. Many people wanted to learn it. So that's what I taught. Um, And then, you know, people wanted to learn, well, what else do you do? Like you you just seem to, you know, have your hand in a few different things. And I, and I always used to say, well, I build my own economy. You know, I have a nine to five. This was at the time when I was not nine to five, I'm not in corporate anymore. Um, But I had a nine to five. I used that money to buy... Stuff from my eBay store. I used the proceeds that I made from my eBay store to invest into dividend stocks. And I took the proceeds from a combination of those things to invest into uh, a few rental properties. And, uh, but like I said, I was unfocused. But one of the things that was a turning point for me was when people said, I see you've released courses on multiple things. Can you help me learn, you know, like take what I know or help me figure out what I know and, and create my own course too? And everything that I've done online at this point, Glenn, has been because someone has requested it, not because I said, this is what I'm going to wake up and do. It's really been a request from from the marketplace, Uh, because if it wasn't a request, I'd probably still, you know, know who's knowing, you know. But for me, when I started coaching people and helping them pull out what their one thing is, I realized that that was the thing that needed to be my one thing. Because of all the things that I was doing, that's the one I looked forward to. When there was a session that was booked, when I was uh, you know, whenever I was doing the group thing where I was teaching a group of people, here's how to write your course, here's how to do this, I realized how much I really loved it because I'm a teacher at heart. I love to teach. Never had any formal teaching, never had any formal speaking, but that's what I love to do. I love to break things down. I love to educate people on the what, the why, and then the how, not just here's how to do this. Like I want you to understand what that is, why why it's so important, then show you how so you can become passionate or at least knowledgeable about it. So, uh, you know, a lot of people will say like, George, you know, I remember I put my teenager in front of one of your courses and told them, hey, I want you to take this and learn this and to see how what you taught and the way you broke it down, transformed what they knew. It's just amazing how you teach. So that's how I kind of got my one thing of helping, you know, becoming this business coach and strategist was because that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I love to do of all the things that I've done um that you know brought in money and different things. That's the one thing I always look forward to to this day. Um uh, because it's just something about seeing a light bulb go off, someone go out and dominate their lane and literally just, you know, change their whole life financially
0: as well as just from a passion level as well. Yo, so that's my wow. film. Look, George, I think that's the heartbeat of every coach, every leader that that coaches people that finds themselves in spaces where they're teaching and training and facilitating, um, you know, rooms. And, you know, whether that's virtually or or live and in in person, Um, I just think that's so important. I wrote down listening to the market. George, that's huge for me, man. I have found that very similar to you. I've backed my way into launching products because I just listened to what people wanted. And um, that's hard to do. Can you? And and we're gonna we're gonna land our plane here. I could talk to you for hours, brother. I promise you, I could. We're gonna land our plane here because we want to get some people who are live in our studio audience. That sounds really good to say. We actually have a live studio audience. For those of y'all that are listening to the podcast, we actually record this on Clubhouse on Wednesdays. It's one of the reasons we call it "We All Need Some Help Wednesday," the podcast. And uh, so we're gonna invite some people up on stage. So y'all stick around uh, in order to just do some Q and A. But. I am very fascinated with your um, desire, and I think that that's where it starts—to listen to people and to the marketplace. Were you always like that, or was that something that you had to learn to do? I think it's, it's a combination of both, but I've I, I really learned
1: to do uh, to do a better job of it by just you know putting out co- content that educates and seeing how much people want to be educated further with it. Um, instead of just trying to introduce something that came to my, oh, I could teach this and Hey, y'all should really want to learn this from me. You should want to go and sign up here. Like, no, actually sitting down, putting out content that educates people on this topic and see what the response is like. Um, and that's how I do my, you know, that's how I've just kind of built, My brain and everything like that by just putting different things out there and seeing what the response is and continue to double down on that to see that is there a warm
0: audience for this? That's that's really where I, you know, picked up the essence from it. That's my word. Double down, double down. Once you figure out my coach always says when you find out what works, just keep watering it. When you find out what works, just keep watering it. George, tell them about the brand. Tell everybody about what it is that you're doing today. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, what are you known for? And, uh, I, I, man, I'm just so grateful that you said yes. I know it's early for you, but thank you so much for pulling up today. Oh, man, it was my pleasure,
1: man. Uh, definitely, man. When the MMC calls, you know, you, you you guys are you guys got that access that a lot of people, you know, want. And, and, and they're not going to get. So, uh, you know, I definitely had to come, but, um, for me, you know, what we do now, um, I love to help people from the beginning to get to where they, they launch at. So really just helping people, you know, we have different trainings and stuff that are geared towards getting people in a progressive state. What do I mean by that? You know, we have a, you know, where we teach, um, how to find their niche. And who their target audience is, because a lot of times when we have these great ideas or even this great topic that we want to do for a course, we try to pitch it to everybody. And, and, and that's not really the best thing to do. You really want to hone in on that. Um, so once we have it, then it's teaching people who, who, who get that. OK, here's how to put your own digital products together and build your own funnel. Um, so a lot of people lo- been loving to use the word funnel and love to use the words, uh, that are, that, that are big, but I like to break that process down and make people truly understand what that is. So they don't just think it's a system. Like we think ClickFunnels is, is a funnel. That's just a system, but a funnel can be built without ClickFunnels. Right. So just really breaking down that, that whole thing. Here's what you guys need to, you know, set up first. Here's how you need to migrate people, nurture people and get them to a place Um, to where they're ready for your product or service. So taking them through that whole gamut, but also just teaching them uh, a lot like what you do, Coach Glenn, um, of really building good, sustainable businesses. You know, like one of the things I don't promote a lot is how I how I you know, help people like here's you know, let's get your business formation together. Once you start making this much money, here's a tax designation that you want to start doing. Once you do that, let's start building your business credit. So you've got, you know, access to funding to grow your business. But I don't start with that first, like a lot of people, because I want them to build the business first, not get access to the money and not know what to do. With it, Because you don't have a business to run. We saw so many people. Uh, I've even had consultations with people that, you know, I, one, you know, one person that had $16,000 in business credit um, and um, or excuse me, $16,000 in business credit debt and had no idea that it was personal guarantees that was tied to the credit and they had no business. You know, they had spent it, you know, bought a course, learned how to do this, then the course said, Okay, buy this master mastermind, it's ten grand. And then they said, Okay, you know, that it was just it was just a whole bunch of, you know, craziness. So for me, it's helping people build the business first, understand how to make profit from what their business is, because once you know how to make money from what you do and you got a good system in place, you'll know what to do when you get access to more funds. But if you get access to more funds first and you don't know how to make that money work for you, you're just going to end up having a big pile of debt. So we like to take them to a through a progressive state through our trainings so that people can get to the end results where you're on payroll for your business. Your whole income that you pay yourself is, is tax uh, deductible now. And, you know, you've got, you know, the bookkeeper in place and all these other things. So I don't just teach people how to create courses. I don't just teach people how to create digital products. We teach people how to create businesses. And that's what I really pride myself in. And I do that because you know, I believe that everyone has a business in them. I believe that when you create digital assets, such as like your podcast that that we're doing, the courses you put together, the books you put together, all that stuff, that stuff that our great, great grandkids can repurpose later in life. When you look at Dr. Miles Monroe, you look at uh, Reverend Ike. Reverend Ike's son um, literally uses his old uh, teachings as a YouTube channel. It's monetized and it gets... You know, thousands and thousands of views. And I read the comments in some of those things. People like, I know he's not with us anymore, but this is my pastor. Oh, my God. Love the way this guy thinks. Dr. Miles Monroe. He has so many books out. His kids will never have to worry about anything again. Right. He has a whole institute, one in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and one in the uh, Bahamas that literally is still running to this day that his that his children are benefiting from. So I, I think of all the courses I've created, all the systems, all the things that I have in, in, in place now, my son's children and, and grandchildren can be able to repurpose that. They may be able to license that to a, a, a Netflix course company down the road or some company that that comes in or, or university might say, hey, we want to take what, because what we do now, what we learn in school is not what we do now. A lot of things have changed. So history books are going to change, but a university might ask to license some of my courses or they might, you know, he, he may still be able to sell it or he might put it on a channel like a YouTube in the future that's going to, you know, produce results. So, I love to help people do that because when we leave here, we're leaving our family in good hands with something that they can take and actually not have to start from scratch like a lot of us did. So that's really what I'm about. I know that was a long
0: distance way to talk about it, but I really wanted to get that part out. Listen, I am so grateful that you did just that. Y'all, this is my guy. His name is George Pitts, and George, you didn't tell him where you could find him. For those of you guys that are listening to the podcast, I need you to go follow this brother. I need you to go find him, uh, because he's an amazing human being. And George, you spoke to something that I think that so many people miss. The idea is that most people are trying to get, quote, to the bag, and I have maintain in the last almost seven years now we've been in business I don't chase bags I create environments that bags chase me I stay put and I'm not running all up and down these social media streets I'm not out doing all quote the things Uh, and I think that what happens is is that you create an environment where you're just attractive quite frankly I think growth is attractive on on anybody whether that's personal or professional growth is attractive thank you so much my friend i appreciate you for being on stage today again just tell everybody where they can find you socially or maybe your website for the po- uh, for the uh, podcast community and then we're going to have you stick around a little bit we're going to take some questions and answer right after the show come on george
1: Absolutely. So, uh, you could definitely follow me here. I'm, I'm definitely getting more active, uh, on clubhouse. Um, so you can definitely follow me here on clubhouse at George Pitts. Um, also I'm, um, very active on Instagram. I post daily reels with tips and strategies on how to build your business, what systems to use, uh, just different ways to really give people some, some push, um, to, to, to get some small wins daily, um, on Instagram. Um, you can find uh, my link tree there. Well, I, I switched to Z uh, Snap, but you can find my link in bio there where it has some of the uh, different courses that we currently offer. Uh, we just launched an agency uh, earlier. Uh, this uh, it was actually in March um, for our clients. And then we ended up uh, where it, it grew so fast that we're going to be offering that now to the marketplace where we actually help. Uh, where we actually build out your course, your systems. We build out your whole entire funnel. Um, So we've we've offered that service since that was something that we used to get a lot of questions about from my coaching and courses. Like, can you help me do my email list? Can you help me do uh, my opt-in? Can you help me do my lead madness? So uh, basically, I got with my team. We sat down and we strategized and and built this agency. And now we help people, everything from building out their funnels, planning out their courses, um, you know, putting the whole thing together for them. You know, everything from start to finish. So we're, we're going to be, um, you know, really pushing that, um, you know, probably in the next coming weeks. Um, it's it's kind of been it's kind of been, a, a, you know, in the background, but still been uh, pushing because of the clients and the students that we have. So we'll be having that out very shortly. But, yeah, definitely Clubhouse. Um, Instagram those are the two main ones I'm definitely starting to move over to TikTok a little bit but yeah that's where you can find me I'm very active on both of these platforms always giving value and nuggets and I hope to see you guys on uh, in one of the, the crowds one day or in one of the lives that I
0: do I love it ladies and gentlemen George Pitts he's a master coach teacher trainer content creator thank you so much for being on the show today bro I can't wait to catch up with you soon Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, Be sure to download this. And if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good and we'll talk soon.